It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Find 20% off the Brute range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $4.99. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of Feb, and it's just after 6 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I hope you're having a good morning wherever you are. You're probably just getting up and probably been to the gym or, you know, having a nice coffee in the lounge as you get ready for a big day's mahi. Well, before you get started, we're going to rip into some sport, and we love sharing What's happening around the world and getting some great guests on the show for you to get a little understanding of what makes them tick. So we've got a really pretty jam-packed show for you today. Um, we're going to get through the next couple of hours together. So like always, I'd love to hear from you at home. Double eight, double three on the text line. Any single time you want to ask us a question or you you agree or disagree, please give us a text on the text line. Double eight, double three. Or please call us on the Kennard's Hire phone line. 0800 150 811. We'd love to have a chat to you. This is your show as as much as it is our show. So give us a call. Don't be shy. What have we got coming up on the show? We've got the Football Ferns. Well, they did it tough yesterday against the World Champs. Going down 5-zip. It was a tough old slog and a tough old day for our ladies. And especially Michaela Moore in her 50th match. Um, just want to say keep your head up. I know there's been a lot of support. For Michaela around the world, um, getting in behind her. She was uh, vividly emotional when she came uh, off the field after 40 minutes. Um, but yeah, keep your head up. One match does not define your career. And those little moments will only make you better. Trust me, I'm speaking from experience. I've had absolute nightmares out on the in the field. And you think, well, it's all over. How can I come back from this? But honestly... It, it is for the best. You learn a lot from these little moments. It doesn't define you. It's only a little blip in the pathway. And uh, you'll be fine. 
Um, just keep training hard, keep being around your supporters and your your family and friends, and uh, yeah, you'll be fine. It's sport, hey. It's a it's a it's a it's a cool thing, but it's a cruel thing as well. You have so many highs, and well, when it comes down, it can come down hard. But stay strong, and you'll be fine. McClick, Michaela Moore. So we're going to chat to Ricky Herbert. He is the ex-white, uh, all whites coach. Uh, he's a champion, and he's going to come on the show to break down that performance. And uh, they've also got one more performance coming up in a couple of days against Czech Republic. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And then look, forward, we'll chat to him about the um, Phoenix as well. Bronson Phoenix, they're going going great guns over in the A League. So we'll chat to him him about the the Wellington Phoenix. Looking forward to Ricky Herbert. And then after that, wow, I'm looking forward to chatting about this. It's Greg the Shark Norman in Saudi Arabia, backed by billions, $2.9 billion Rebel Golf League against Jay Monaghan and the PGA Tour. As this Rebel League's golf league heats up, things seem to be flying for uh, Greg Norman. Up until lately when John Rahm came out and committed to the PGA followed lately by two big names that have been connected to this Rebels Golf League, particularly Bryson DeChambeau, who has reportedly offered $200 million to go and play in this Rebel Saudi League. Um, but they have committed and pled their, pledged their allegiance to the PGA, and that is a huge, huge blow for Greg Norman and the Saudi Arabia-backed Rebel Golf League. So we're going to get uh, we're going to get a call, uh, golf guru and expert on to chat about that very very shortly and uh, I'm going to break it down in a couple of minutes as well because I've been fascinated by what's been unfolding over there money is not what it's all about it's particularly I want to read John Rahm's comments when he uh, come out and pledged his allegiance to the PJ. I think it's a great um, a great a great quote that we could all probably live by um, it ain't all about the money at the end of the day, he absolutely loves golf. So looking forward to chatting about that very shortly. Then after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk some rugby. Peter Alatini comes on as a proud Pacific Islander to chat about the big challenges that Moana Pacifica face. Game has been delayed by two days to allow them time to prepare, as coach Aaron Major stated, pretty much most of the squad was affected by this COVID scare. Um... Yeah, so it's a pretty challenging time for Moana Pacifica. Um, the backs are against the wall but before this even season started. And this latest uh, scare within the environment, I think there was only a handful of players that were out training yesterday. There's 15 still in isolation, and they're trying to prepare to probably place the favourites, face the favourites, uh, the Chiefs, on Sunday. It's a tough, tough ask. They've got till Wednesday to... Uh, well, pretty much showcase or show the doctors that they are physically fit to be able to perform on uh, Sunday in that match. If they can't, then that game will be abandoned. So we're going to chat to Peter Alatini about the challenges that they face. And also, we have a chat to him about his Hollanders team because he played 48 games for the Hollanders. So he'll be proud as punch about them. And he also played for most of the other franchise, but most of his games were for the Hollanders. So we'll chat to him about that. And we love finishing the show with a bang. We love championing our champions. So today we'll chat to Simon and Katrina Alexander who trained the freakish three-year-old filly, La Creek, who went whooshka in the Avondale Guineas. And we'll head, and we'll head to the derby, favoured to destroy them. Seven starts for five wins. Seven starts for five wins. 
is the great three-year-old Philippe Lacreek, and Baz called it yesterday. Baz stated that potentially this horse could go to the Cox Plate and win. Now, that is a huge statement from the skip, and I'm looking forward to chatting to Katrina and Simon Alexander about the freakish three-year-old filly, La Creek, who has been, uh, who is going to be ridden by the six-time winner of the derby, Vinnie Colgan. So, looking forward to that chat. Like always, like I said, give us a text anytime, double eight double three or 0800 Now, I'm going to go back to the Golf Rebel League. Golf Rebel League, it's something that I'm fascinated about and I want to hear your thoughts at home. What were your initial thoughts when this Golf Rebel League um, came on, on the scene? Were you pumped? Were you all for it? Were you thinking, man, this could be quite cool, more golf? Like me, I thought, more golf on the telly, why not? But then once I got a bit more of an understanding and a bit more, I read a bit more into it, I was thinking that will just um, dilute the golf, the golf scene, would lose Half of our top players over to Saudi Arabia, half would be playing in the PGA, so it'll be less competitive, um, the competition. Yeah, so the more I uh, thought about it, the the less desirable it sounded um, to me. So uh, I'm going to read a few comments that I've just picked out on uh, The Guardian. Where's this? We've got got one here. Yep, okay. Uh, This is from Phil. So Phil has been... Phil has been, um, you know, reasonably passionate about the Saudi Arabia League. Um, I don't think he was passionate about joining it um, because of what's going on in Saudi Arabia. There's been executions and, and just inhumane things that they've been doing over there. But the thing was that, that the PGA needed a shake-up. So this is what he's come out as he They've been able to get by with manipulative, coercive, strong-arm tactics because we... The players had no recourse. I'm not sure I want the SGL, which is the Saudi Arabian Golf League, to succeed, but just the idea of it's allowing us to get things done with the PGA Tour. And that's what he stated. So pretty much he's not for the uh, Saudi Arabian-backed league. He's just for a bit of change and a bit of power going back to the players as Jay Monaghan has potentially had all the power and pretty much coerced all these players into doing what they're told. Um, so it's fascinating there f- from um, Phil Mickelson, and he was a big backer. And then Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin J- Johnson have pretty much committed to the PGO. So the, the feeling out there in the, at the moment is this South, uh, Saudi Arabian Golf League is dead in the water as top 20 players in the world have committed and pledged their allegiance to the PGA. So we're going to break that, out, that down uh, throughout the show. Keep the Texas coming through. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get onto that very, very shortly. But right now, it is time to say g'day to the team over in Auckland, in the studio. Hope you're well. And g'day to my good mate, Baz McCallum, who's on the show this morning. Morning, Bezza. Good morning, Is Good morning, everyone. Yeah, sorry about that. Just a little late to the party. Um, but I'm sure you held up, uh, you held things together nicely, brother. Um Plenty to talk about, eh? I don't know if you've mentioned the fact that Trent Bolt's out of the test match. Um, that's yeah, a mate. selection headache, eh? Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll go on about that a little bit later on. Um, Ricky Herbert. He's going to be good crack. Oh, Ricky's a racing man too, eh? Did you know that? Not just, obviously, the former nah. rights coach and involved in, in football, you know, full-time, but, yeah, he's a racing man. He's got um, mm. more standard bread, so. 
Yeah, he's good crack. He used to actually um, run the, the football program at my son's school there in St. Peter's in Cambridge. So run into him a few times. Good dude, Ricky's. Looking forward to chatting to him as well. Um, Simon and Katrina Alexander, La Creek. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. <laughs> we'll nice. catch up with them as well. It's going to be good. Um, what about your day yesterday, mate? What uh, did you get up to, brother? It's just a beautiful day here, actually, Bez. Um, pretty much just just chill, chill with the kids. I did a, I did a workout and chilled and uh, still got Lake Dag, mate. Still got Lake Dag. So I, I got the water tanker again and started pumping a few, uh, you know, a few truckloads of water and putting it in the creek, just slowly getting rid of Lake Dag. Um, but I've got someone coming today who's, he left his digger here yesterday. He's going to come in and he's going to put some soap pits in just to hopefully... Um, just get rid of the water. Just pretty much like a plug, you know. Just let the water drain out. Put some boulders in it. Slowly just evaporate and make the water disappear. Because it's halfway up my lawn, mate. And you know how pedantic I am on my lawn. I love it. Lawn porn. It's it's one of my things. You know, when you wake up, look out, see the stripes. Well, there's a lake halfway up the lawn, and um, pretty much the grass is going to be dead. So the grass will be dead underneath it, and I'll just have this big brown patch on me lawn. So. It's it's not nice, but um, I'll get that sorted today, which will be good. What about you, bud? You have a good day? <laughs> yeah, not too bad actually. So when I jumped off the show yesterday, I um, I shot down to Waikato Stud and uh, caught up with um, the team down there and Andy Seabrook as well from NZB and Mark Chittick and and checked out some of the yearlings, which are obviously going to Karaka in well, a couple of weeks' time. So that was pretty cool. Just seeing. Some of them, um, that's a lot of the trainers and that, that's what they're doing at the moment, bro. They're going around all the farm parades and checking out all the horses in, in their um, current um, locations. And then next week, all the horses then make their way up to Karaka and then that's when they you sort of do all your final inspections and then, then the sale unfolds, obviously. So, yeah, I've managed to get around a few of the studs, which has been pretty good fun. And yesterday was, was Waikato, so that was cool. Up with uh, a few people down there, saw some nice horses, bro. Just ain't got enough money. Saw some nice horses, <laughs> so that was good. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, give us one, yeah. give us one, give us one. Yeah. You were like, Man, this could be an absolute champion. Well, give us well, no, I'm not going to do that because someone's listening and then they're like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to bid on that and I'm going to bid against me, you know. You oh, yes, I need to pay, so all right, yeah. Um, so what's that, mate? Gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, I'll flick it to you though. I'll flick you my list of horses. Eh? Um, so that was cool. And then took my wife for lunch, um, which was good. To the pub? A little glass of wine at lunch. To the Italian in town near Osteria. Yeah. Oh, nice. We go, we sort of, this is going to sound quite naff, but we, we like to go out for lunch, right? Miss and I. That's our sort of time we get to spend together. So go out for lunch, have a glass of wine. I normally get pretty much the same thing every day, ravioli. <laughs> and and then, uh, you know, spend an hour or so together. And then, um, you know, and then we've got jobs to do throughout the rest of the day. So I did that and then, yeah, not a lot. I've got golf today, though. Pretty excited about that. Playing at Tiki. So I'm actually playing ah, at right. Cypher as well. So uh, Tim Cypher, Phil, so trying to take his cash. So tell us how that membership works. You you pay a you pay a little membership at the start, but then you still you you've got to pay uh, a green fee every time you go on, eh? 
well, I don't really know. I was sort of so you pay a fee at the start. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. very much though. I think because it's um, because it's quite a new club, right? They they obviously try and jump up as many members as they can, so they keep their membership entry fee quite low, and then you pay like a, a nominal fee each day that you want to play. That's bugger all, to be honest. Mm. So yeah, and it's a nice golf course, so they'll be heading out there this afternoon and yeah, trying to get a little bit of cash off the boys. Um, hopefully find my golf swing again after I left it down in Clearwater down in Christchurch. So that'll be oh. good. Otherwise, mate, not, not a lot. Just, you know, Clearwater. And it's windy, eh? Yeah. It just, oh, I went down there with such high hopes, you know. Been playing some nice, tidy golf. Got down there. and then That's what it does, Bez. That's what Clearwater does. Just brings you right back down to planet Earth because... You've been flying with all these links, course, all open. You know, you spray it right, you're still safe. You spray it left, you're still safe. Down here, mate, you got to hit straight. Otherwise, you're in the lake or you're in, or you're in the safari. Yeah. See, I, I think everyone's just a bit like, everyone like real keen golfers, eh? I'm, I'm more of a um, no cart, no start. Um, you know, oh. maybe a couple of quiets, maybe a few tunes. You know, like I'm quite oh, so a bad quite etiquette. A golfer. Just bad <laughs> etiquette kind of golf, is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not bad etiquette. It's progressive. That is progressive. We're moving golf into the next So the next tell me this. You want Yui Booms. You want Yui Booms. You want beers. You want everything flowing. But as soon as that, you're about to part and Dag just makes a little move, that's put you off. Oh, and also I wouldn't mind Dag picking the flag up once every now and then rather than Dad's having to do it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's 6.20 in the morning. We've got heaps more coming back. We'll let you, let you sit on that one, Izzy. Hey, go and get your flag. We've <laughs> plenty more coming back. We'll talk some black cap. Putt with it no in, mate. No selection dilemmas. Speak golf. Huh? Uh, Putt with speak it in. Golf. Speak golf. <laughs> No bolt, no selection dilemmas for Stead. We'll come back and talk some black caps. On the other side, you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past six here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150811. Or send us a text Might want to talk some golf. Might want to talk some rugby, some racing, some cricket. We're going to talk some cricket. And the Black Cap squad, well, there's no Trent Bolt, but and also there's no Kane Williamson in his recovery from the injury. This is what Gary Stead had to say about that. He's going great. He, he's right on track for, for where we wanted him to be. Uh, he wants to bat and bat and bat more and more. But, again, I'll re- reiterate the same things. The, the risk we have is we push him too, too quickly um, and batting too long and, and we overload him and he goes backwards again and we're trying to avoid that at all costs. Kane Williamson still not available, the skipper of New Zealand, but it was good to see him down there around the team as well. After all, it is the team that Kane built. So his presence is very much uh, appreciated and the boys enjoyed having him around after speaking to a couple of them. No Trent Bolt, well, that was a big one as well. Here's what Gary Stead had to say about that. Um, so our squad will remain the same with the 15 that we, that we have. Uh, I guess a couple of talking points around it. One... Uh, we considered a spin option, but 
but didn't feel as though we needed it on on this I guess pitch and that that we've played on through history but also the way it was looking after the last test match uh, so I expect the pitch to be something pretty similar and secondly Trent Bolt's not in a position to be able to be um, available for this test match just with his loads and stuff where he's at at the moment so having the baby sort of mode and stuff as well then he's missed out on a lot of opportunities to play cricket and bowl and we just felt the risk of him playing was was far too great at the moment to to do that to him some solid transparency there from the mm. black caps coach and gary stead and certainly makes things a lot easier we were debating it yesterday when we used the selection headaches and dilemmas that they may face but no need to boldy not there so they'll roll out the same team i'm guessing yeah, mate, that's, that's good detail from him. And, and, and Kane, um, obviously, if you push him too far, we could probably lose him for longer, longer periods of time. And he's such a huge asset. You know, you've got lost so much, um, you know, admiration for what he's been able to do in such a short period of time. He's still only a young fella too, so he's got a big, big future. And then the thing with Trent Bolt, you know, I heard Steady say it yesterday, mate, he's taken 300 test wickets. So at the end of the day, it probably would have been an easier decision if he was fully fit. Um, obviously, Matt Henry, we know what he's done and, and the success he had last um, test match. But if they were both available, well, I know I, I spoke about it yesterday, um, we know what Matt Henry provides and he brings into the squad. But you know the class that Trent Bolt adds to the squad as well. So you go back to Bolton knowing that if things don't go well or there is an injury or, or things don't seem to go to plan, that you can always fall back to, to Matt Henry. So... Um, probably saved the hard conversation in the end from Steady, but would have been an easy decision in the end, I feel. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I mean, Matt Henry was superb. Trent Bolt, I think he just hasn't mm. actually got the bowling under his belt either to step up to um, yeah. test match bowling loads, which which is a good, you know, they've identified that. There'll be the cynic out there that says they're still going to go and play both Kane and Trent. We'll still go and play in the IPL, but look, it's a completely different format. <laughs> it's completely different loading. The requirements on the body are nothing like they are on test cricket. Um, so look, that, that's, that's a moot point as well as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, I think you know that New Zealand side, they'll go into that next test with immense amount of confidence after what unfolded. Mm. They'll be weary though, bro, because if they, they lose a toss and South Africa find themselves bowling first and the wicket is as green as what it was in the, fir- on the, in the first test match, then they will challenge the New Zealand top order more so than they did in in this test match that we've just seen. Mm. So I think the toss was huge. I don't know if it was game defining, um, but it created a ginormous margin, and I don't think that margin is that. Um, so our squad will remain the same with the fifteen that we. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ricardo in the kitchen. <laughs> well, I, I didn't touch a thing, boys. Didn't touch a thing. Honest. <laughs> Uh, it's gone off all on its own anyway (laughs) oh that's brilliant um so that that's the black cap squad that's going to remain the same expect the same team i like the fact that they had a look at a spinner as well but felt the conditions wouldn't be requiring a spinner so yep good work and i enjoyed the fact that they actually came out and told us too they didn't hold on to that information Mm. they didn't try and play any silly bogus they came out and they told us it's a fair way to you know build a bit of a bit of integrity with the sporting public when you let everyone know what's going on. Anyway, it's 6.30 in the morning. We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to do a little love racing update because there's heaps of racing coming up in the weekend, including at Otaki and Matamata. There's a group one at Otaki, and then there's some 
some group racing at Matter Matter as well. So we'll come back on the other side with our Love Racing update. It is 6.30 in the morning. It's time for us to go to Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Outstanding. It is time for our Thoroughbred Owners Love Racing update. Thoroughbred Owners, share the thrill of ownership with your mates. Enter at loveracing.nz slash share the thrill for the chance to win 10% share in a racehorse. T's and C's apply. Well, I think we've already given that away, haven't we? No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's our Love Racing update. We're going to project forward to Saturday. Now, this afternoon, the nominations will come out at 12 o'clock, and it's going to come out for the two meetings, one at Otaki, where there is a Group 1 El Chepo Cars Wait for Age Group 1 Classic over the mile. It's worth $220,000. And you've got horses like Armolina, Brando, Marcus Aurelius from the Tiakia Barn all vying for a little bit of Group 1 success. So there's some a nice field lining up there. Nominations out for that one today. And then over here in Matamata, the local meeting for Jay Swap Matamata Breeders Stakes. For two-year-old fillies, set weights, and it's over 1,200 metres as a group two. And then you've got the Fairview Matamata Slipper, group three. Two-year-old Colts and Gelding set weights over, again, 1,200 metres, and that is for 80 grand. And then you have the Lisa Chittick plate. Fillies and mares set weights and penalties, 1,400 metres for 40k. And then the Matamata Vets, Kaimai Stakes, open handicap over a mile and a quarter for 60k. So there's plenty of good racing going on around New Zealand in the weekend. We'll get some of those um, nominations today and we can talk a little bit more as we go through the week as well about some of those fields. Of course, Tiaka will have some good horses lining up in the two-year-old fillies race as well, including I Choose You, Maven Bell and Hanalee, which we've seen and talked about on the show previously. So there you go. We've got lots of racing coming up in the weekend. It is something for us to get our, sink our teeth into. And then we've also got some racing yes. over in Australia. And J-Mac told us he had a few nice chances in the weekend. Mm. Shocked me. J-Mac's got nice chances. Mm. Yeah, there's some good weekend in the, in the, uh, racing in the weekend, Bears. And weekend's always jam-packed. Sport and racing get, doesn't get any better. Anything leading into that, mate? Midweek. I know there's a, there's a meeting at Pukekohe tomorrow. And I've had a wee look at the, at the fields. And I backed, I backed one last week in New Plymouth, but it got cancelled. So it's uh, it's racing, and uh, these horses are actually racing in the same race at Pukekohe tomorrow. And race eight, Invincible and Balloon are racing in race eight, but they're also up against Ooh. Outfit. So there's a f it's a good little little race, a nice little meeting. Um, obviously, the cancellation of last week has pushed it to this week at Pukekohe, but there's some nice fields there, mate. So... Invincible and Balloon are racing in race eight, which is um might have a wee dabble on that one, bruv. Yeah, I like it. I like it is. There's a bit to go on. I actually got a little bit in the T A B account as well this week. I don't know how, but I've just managed to to just just move things forward a little bit, you know. So I've got something to play with finally after what's been a pretty barren period of punting. And, and I had a I had a dream last night, Bears. 
I had a dream last oh, night. I had I, a um, dream. <laughs> I had a dream. I had, I had a dream last night that I went. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but it might be because we, you know, we we we're talking about La Creek. But I had a dream that I put La Creek in my multi instead of the perfect pink with Home Affairs, because <laughs> it just reminded me. Because then my TAB count would have been chocker if I'd have done that. La Creek into Home Affairs, man. It just all makes sense right now. I just can't. Find the words, I know. Betting with my heart, not my head. It all just, it just, all, it was all in front of me, and I just listened to my heart and went with the pink. Never again. I had a dream as well about La Creek this morning. <laughs> How's about that? That is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, because we've got Simon and Katrina Alexander on, who are the trainers of La Creek. But and I was thinking about the questions we're going to, you know, ask and mm. the intro and all that stuff. But it's like I, I was having a, and I was like, I think, I think La Creek's going to win the Cox Plate. That's what I was dreaming. <laughs> And I know I talked about it yesterday, but I actually dreamt it this morning, so maybe we'll ask them. I, I hope I hope that she's going to Cox Plate, because it's hard to win mm. it if you're not there. So, <laughs> so that was my Mate, dream well, there's well. a question. Baz and Izzy, there's a question. We have dreams. Don't ask, don't get. Exactly. Don't ask, don't get. Just prop, you know, just probe them. Put them in there and just see what they come <laughs> back with, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're going to get off to a break in just a sec, and then we're going to come back on the other side with Quizzy Dags. We're going to give you a chance for 50 odd bonus people. I just want to talk about this. These two meetings, it's pretty gutted. Matter, matter, the J Swap Matter Matter Breeder Stakes Day in Matter Matter Bro is like the big race day of the year. And because under the current traffic light system, we can't, no one can go. For a small town, pretty much the whole town goes along to the races on, on Saturday. That's mm. kind of how it works. But unfortunately, there's going to be no one there. And I feel so sorry. Like, you've got, so in our small town, you know, you've got J-Swap, you've got Fairview, you've got Matter Matter Vets, you've got Wakato Stud. Like, they're, they're what makes the town work, if you know what I mean. That's that They get right in behind mm. the day and all the sponsors and there's all these tents set up and everything. There's going to be no bugger there. So it's such a shame, but that's what we're dealing with at the moment. So hopefully that will change soon, but there'll still be some good racing when we watch it on TAB, and we can have a punt on it anyway. That's our Love Racing update for this, what are we, Tuesday? Tuesday the 22nd of February. We're going to come back on the other side with a little bit of quizzy dags. If you want to take on the Is Master, you need to win yourself a $50 bonus bet for this weekend's punting with the TAB. Give us a call now on 0800-150-811. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louis, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now. Give it a go. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of Feb, and it's time for Quizzy Dagger. Time for you to get paid $50 bonus bet heading into this week's sporting events, racing events around the world. Big racing weekend coming up, as Baz just spoke about. So hopefully we can give you a $50 TAB bonus bet. we got Tim from Christchurch on the line, and it's a foggy old morning here in Christchurch. Morning, Timmy. It's not too bad over my side of the world there, eh? Oh, 
mate, she's, <laughs> she's a bit foggy out in, in Clarkville way, so oh, hopefully it lifts shortly. It's meant to be a cracker old day, mate. We'll hopefully get your pay day. We're up in. Yep. Question number one. Who carried the flag for New Zealand at the closing ceremony of the Winter Olympics? Nico Porteous. Nico Porteous is correct. Question number two. Falau Fakatava has confirmed his desire to play for the All Blacks. Which provincial union does he represent? Um, Otago? No, it's not Otago to me. Sorry, brother. You got phone a friend too, remember. Have a good day, mate. Yeah. We're going to go to Craig in Auckland. Morning, Craig. Craig, good day. Morena, Craigy, he's gone, he's dropped out. We're going to go to Simon in Auckland. Morning, Simon. How you going, Marty? Yeah, very, very well. We'll rip into it. Question number two. Malau Fakatava has confirmed his desire to play for the Orbics. Which provincial union does he represent? you got to say it properly, too. Hawks Bay, the bay, eh? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Well done, brother. The Bay. Thank you. You've nailed it. Question number three. Michaela Moore scored a perfect first-half hat-trick of own goals for the Football Ferns yesterday in their loss to the USA. Which English football club did she play for? Five, um, four, three, shit. two, um, one. Are you a friend or no? <laughs> No, not that one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yep. You got to find a friend quickly. Baza. Uh, oh, what's my clue? Um, you got a clue, you got a clue for me, boys? Uh, the Beatles are from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Five, four, three. Two, one. It's not a kidney problem. <laughs> sorry. Simon, sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to Kevin. <laughs> We're going to go to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Where, who does Michaela, Michaela Moore, which club did she play for in the English Football League? Uh, Liverpool. Excuse me. It is oh, Liverpool. Oh, <laughs> what, what were you going to say, Baz? Quickly, Baz was going to give a clue out, and it was going to be funny. What were you going to say? I said it's not a kidney pool. Oh, that's so good, Baz. You were funny. Oh, here we go. Question number four. Kev, where will Super Rugby O-Picky bubble be located? Uh, yes, well done. Question number five, Kev, for that $50. Good luck. Who captained the Silver Ferns to their World Championship win in 2003? Five. Four. Three. Two. Have a step. One. Divine. Gone. No, 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 that's not, not divine. Sorry, Kev, have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Mark. Good morning, Mark. Morning, lads, how are you? 
Oh, we're very uh, good, Marky boy. How are you? I'm not too bad, lads. Not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Uh, and photo friend's gone, isn't right. it? Yeah, photo friend's yeah, gone. I can't well. offer you on the last one. Sorry. Who captained the silver <laughs> fence for their 2003 World Championship win? Uh, oh, shivers. I've got no idea, lads. Um, uh, Dean Wilson. No. Not a, not a Dean, also. sorry. That's a, a great guess. Great Actually, guess. Actually, very close. We're going to get a... Yeah. Yes. Similar. Very similar. Similar. Similar? Looks-wise? Yeah. Blonde? Nah, similar in terms yeah. of, um, like, married to... Um, yeah. Both uh, married former rugby players. So here we go. Going to get a Richie and Upper Hut. Richie, morning. Morning. We've given you another clue. World Cup. Yes. Yep. World Championship. Yep. Who Who is the captain? Not a Dean Wilson. The other one, she's married to Joe Stanley. The one uh, before Dean Wilson. Not... You just hit it. She captained before no. Dean Wilson. Nah, I'm gone. I can picture so Who did you say? Can you say Anderson? You just what said it. Anna Stanley. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you were like Joe Stanley. I was like, he's got it. And then you just went off and you talked yourself out of it. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's just the first name. I couldn't go Mrs. Stanley, could I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? what was Very her maiden cool. name? <laughs> Do you remember her maiden name? Um... Nah, it escapes me. Anna Robry. Anna Robry. Yeah. There we go, Richie. Congratulations, fella. Cool. Cheers. Good way, Richie. $50 bonus bet with the TAB heading to Richie and Upper Hut. There you go. Tough quiz. Good quiz. Mm. Tough quiz. Very good. That was Quizzy Dag. It is 6.53 here in the morning on Baz Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back. We'll be back very soon. <laughs> Kidney pool. <laughs> Chemist Warehouse, home to go healthy vitamins at the best prices. Now starting from just $9.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday the 22nd of February. It's just after 7 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Keep those text messages coming through. We've got some great guests coming up. We're going to cross over and chat to Ricky Herbert very shortly. Following that, we're going to talk a bit of golf. There's big things happening in the golf. We're going to talk to Brent, Brentley Ramin. He's from the Golf Channel and NBC Sports staff writer. We're going to chat to him about the current state of the golfing world with the Saudi Arabia Rebel League. That's all falling apart over there, so we'll just get a quick update from him. And then after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Peter Alatini about the struggles that Moana Pacifica face. Um, They've still got 15 players in isolation being affected by the COVID scare. Uh, Players are struggling, and they've got till Wednesday to prove their fitness if they're going to be able to play that match on Sunday against the Chiefs. And then we're going to finish off with a wee chat. A WeChat, and uh, well, 
There was a little tweet yesterday for, from Gerard Waitley over in, in Australia. He's named his five top five horses in Australasia. Number one, Nature Strip. Think it over is number two. Number three is Very Elegant. Number four is Home Affairs. And number five is the one and only La Creek. So La Creek is his part of his top five champion horses in Australasia. And we're going to talk to Katrina Alexander and Simon Alexander, who are the trainers of the freakish three-year-old filly La Creek. Looking forward to chatting to them in the end of the show. But before then, we're going to cross over to Baz and he's going to intro our next guest. Thank you, Iz. Yep, well, it was Michaela Moore's 50th appearance for the Football Ferns yesterday. It was meant to be one to remember, but unfortunately, 40 minutes, she will want to forget she scored three own goals, which is quite remarkable, actually. The fact that, you know, you can actually score three. But anyway, um, the world-ranked number one USA then took momentum into the second half where they end up beating the Football Ferns. 5-0, which was a pretty disappointing result. We've got former coach of the All-Whites, Rookie Herbert, on the line. We're going to talk about a little bit about the football soon, but first and foremost, he is a racing man as well. So let's talk racing. Uh, good morning, Ricky. How's your horses? Yeah, good morning, mate. Yeah, oh, look, um, like you know, they go, uh, some going round and round, some going a little bit quicker than others, but um, we'll thoroughly enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, so you're pretty much the standard break game, though, aren't you, Rick? Yeah, look, I've yeah, got a couple going around the standard breads, and, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of historical, really, bears. It's sort of, um, you know, my, my dad, when, when he was involved in the, in the harness game, and, um, yeah, look, thoroughly love it. I think it's just a, it's a good spectacle, but, uh, you know, certainly with the thoroughbreds, too, if you get a chance to get out and watch them go around, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great sport to be involved in. It would have been nice to get over to the old Matter Matter breeders, wouldn't it, in the weekend, but not to be. Not to be. We'll have to watch it on TV anyway. But uh, mate, so uh, both Izzy and myself, we're uh, we've been following this story overnight with Michaela Moore. A bit of a bit of a tough one for her. She was dragged just before half time. As as a former All Whites coach, uh, would you have done that, or would you have sort of maybe just got her through to the halfway mark and and half time, and then when she was in the sheds, just said, you know, you'd probably just park up for the second half. What would you have done? Yeah, look, I think that's 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 probably a bit of a contentious point. You know, I think it's there's probably a little bit of controversy around that. And um, yeah, yeah, look, really, really difficult. I think you know, unless you're kind of there and you know you're you're experiencing that sort of um, psychological sort of position of the player. Um, then I guess the the national coach in, in this case thought it was probably more appropriate to, to remove the player. That could well be of, of some sort of signal or something. But, um, mm. yeah, I think generally you, you, you would have gotten through to that half-time mark and, and, and then you, you no doubt would have seen some sort of or, or quite a bit of emotion in the half-time uh, sort of team talk and, and, and made the appropriate decisions, whatever that may have been. So, um, yeah, I guess devil you do, devil you don't. But... Um, yeah, not, not 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 an easy thing to do, really, Baz, because I'm not sure that these mm. these um, positions come around too often. You know, I think it's something completely <laughs> unique, and um, <laughs> you know, sort of a decision was made, and um, you know, people have opinions whether it's the right one or the wrong one. Hey, Ricky, it's uh, Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show. Um, as as a former great coach in the great game of football. How would you approach the week with Michaela Moore? Um, I've touched on it. I, uh, one game doesn't define a career. She's played 50th, 
50 games for the White Ferns, so it's an outstanding career so far. But what what would your week be for you, and how would you get Michaela Moore back on the horse so she can uh, rip in and do the things that she's so good at? Yeah, cheers, Izzy. No, great to be on the show. And uh, you actually stole my thunder because um, I, I was <laughs> I was very much the same. I think, you know, one game doesn't define somebody's career. And I think to have played 50 games is testament to um, to Michaela's background, to her ability, um, to, to what she's done. And I think um, mm. when you look at that sort of real positive side of the game and, and, and positive intent and you know, positive intention to get up and perform, you know, I think it'll be it'll be that real mental strength that, that you're sort of leaning towards to say, um, we know the level you can perform, we know what you can do. Um, and, and personally, I think it'll be great if she steps out against the Czech Republic in the next day or so and, and, and has the opportunity to go and perform to the level um, that she's performed at for, for so many games for New Zealand. And um, that'll be the interesting part for me, you know, to, to see if, if that's um, going to unfold, if that's possible, and, um, you know, what that selection might be like for the current national coach. Hmm. Well, have we not got it wrong by having her on defence? If she's got such a good, you know, like tongue and cheek, if she's got such a good finish, <laughs> why wouldn't we put her in at the other end of the field? <laughs> yeah, look, look, you know, if I if I just go through the the three instances because it's it, like, like I say, I mean, it's just completely unique. You know, I was watching the A League yeah. the other night to see a boy score a scorpion goal, and I think, you know, the comment coming out of the out of that player was. You know, this would happen to me, you know, once in a thousand. Um, you know, yeah. I think this instance that we're talking with Michaela, I think it's far more than a thousand. Um, so, so it is. You know, it's going to be quite, quite unique. Um, but I think, look, you put the you put the second one in the bin because that's that happens. Gee, I reflect back in my mm-hmm. career, and I think you know, I probably conceded one of those where you jump and somebody heads it, it hits your face, and goes in the back of the net. You know, that's that's life. That's yeah. football. Um, but I think when you look at the you look at the quality of the American side, and I think the two crosses that came in, I think their ability to deliver crosses pinpoint into critical areas and the pace of the ball that was coming in. The first one to me seemed like there may have been a bit of communication on whether um, you know there was a goalkeeper there, there were other defenders around, and whether Michaela just kind of hesitated slightly. In, in just in her ability to make that crucial decision or or just have that intent to to clearly make contact with the ball to clear it and you know her foot sort of comes back sort of halfway and you know whether that whether that was it was the decisive factor I'm not sure um, you know sitting in the in the TV you know millions of miles away it's difficult to, to make that, that that true assessment but that's kind of a little bit of a reflection I had on that one and and the second one, just mm. her recovery back, was quite deep. Um, and then just perhaps a little bit more of an open stance position to, to address the ball. Um, got a little bit caught on whether, you know, perhaps which foot to clear it with. And, and again, I think, look, just the pace of the ball coming in was, was terrific from those Americans. I mean, they're top-class players and uh, or world-class and, and, you know, quite clearly, you know, number one currently in the world. So... You know, dealing with that, but I go, I go back to it. It's it's far more than one of the thousand. It's absolutely unique, and um, gee, I hope she just steps up and 
and you know gets onto that pitch and and you know gets back playing to the level that um, you know she's quite rightly deserved the the, the shirt and, and and 50 matches for New Zealand. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree, Ricky. It was a it was a tough ask, and particularly that second one you already touched on it. But the the attacking um, player went up for a header, and it looked like the the attacking player was going to get it, and then she just stood there and it hit her head and went in the net. So it was pretty unfortunate. And a bit of bad luck. Um, but like we said, hopefully she can move forward and get another uh, opportunity to put in a great performance. She'll be back on the horse and uh, she'll be flying. But let's talk about the Wellington Phoenix, mate. Um, lately, they've been flying. They've been flying. They've won their last three. Uh, they drew against Sydney FC one or on the weekend. But, mate, they've been pretty flying. What's, what's your little assessment on how, how well they've been going as of late? Yeah, look, they've been excellent. I think... Um Last six, uh, last six games, I think unbeaten. Um, mm. Yeah, look, I've, I've, I've really, I've really, you know, respected their, I guess, positive mindset too, guys. That, um, you know, they're really focused. Culture looks great in the team. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's good depth. There's, uh, there's some good young New Zealand players, which I think is really important for that football club. Um, and you know, they, they've, they've taken on some of the more, you know. Favorable teams in the league, if we if we like to say that, um, mm. and and we've we've certainly taken them to the to the nth degree and and grabbed some great results. You know, turn the season around from, you know, being you know near at the foot of the table for a period of time, but um, you know, springboard back to be just sitting nicely under the uh, top six with you know potentially a couple yeah. of games in hand with with teams sitting above them. So um, yeah, they have everything to play for, and um, you know. No testament to them. I mean, it's difficult times, and as we know, it's been documented a lot. Living away from home and um, all those mm. sorts of things are, are, are crucial. And um, but they're churning out results, and at the end of the day, they're professional footballers, and um, that's what that's what you like to see, and, and that's what they're there to um, to deliver. Yeah, you're spot on. Um, right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna let you go in just a moment, um, Ricky. But just before we do, mate, what about you? What are you up to? Um, these days, what's uh, what's life look like for Ricky Herbert? Yeah, plenty of football on. Um, I've got a uh, director of football role at Hamilton Wanderers and, and Cambridge Football Club, which uh, which is great. Currently living in, in the Cambridge region, so um, you know that's that, that really sort of cool jobs. Um, and and got my own football academy, which is in sort of different spots around the North Island, and got some great guys working there and, and running some. Some pretty cool coaching programs for up and coming boys and girls at different ages throughout um, out those different regions. So um, yeah, it's good. Love the game. Always been in it, and uh, that to, you know continue to be my life. Great start, absolute champion. Well, thanks heaps for joining us, Ricky on uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Really appreciate your time and your insights into. Um, the football ferns and also the phoenix and and also just the general catch up, mate. It's fantastic. I look forward to having a beer down the line. Sounds good, guys. Cheers. Thanks uh, for the opportunity. There he is, champion, yeah, former All Whites coach Ricky Herbert, absolute champion man, racing man as well. We love that, and uh, and still heavily involved in football right throughout uh, the North Island in particular, and just a, a wonderful human being. So it was nice to have Ricky Herbert on the show with us today. It is 7.16 here in the morning on Bads and Izzy for breakfast. I'm going to shoot off for a quick break. We're going to come back on the other side. We've got heaps more to talk about, including a little bit later on, this golf league. What is going on?
you got players coming out left, right and centre. Some love it, some hate it. It's dividing the golfing world. Should be good chat. Izzy will be all over that one. We'll be back soon. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's coming up to 22 past 7 o'clock. I'm going to head to Emmett with the news for Kubota. Very, very shortly get a wee update. What's happening around the world? I just want to remind you, hey, the Super Rugby season is here. And we've got some very cool stuff around this comp. Uh, the comp this year at SENZ, including this, you could you think you know your Super Rugby. Play SENZ Tipping Powered by Smith City, and you could win over 6,000. 6,000 big ones worth of prizes, including great weekly prizes. Register now at tipping.senz. Uh, SENZradio.nz. That is tipping.senzradio.nz. And you can be in, the win, in to win $6,000 worth of prizes. How good does that sound? Take me on. I'm five from five. I'm five from five from last weekend. Did it pick the score in the Waratahs Fiji and Drua game? But I'm five from five looking to go back to back flush weekend. But right now, want to talk a bit of golf, Bears. Um, lots going on in the golfing world. And we're going to have a wee chat. Uh, over to Ben over in uh, in the United States from the Golf <laughs> Channel just to chat about the Golf League and the Saudi Arabian Rebel League that has been created, uh, spearheaded by the great Greg, the Shark Norman. He has been out there recruiting players. There has been players, uh, understood that 20 players have been approached with big names such as Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson. They are part of the Darren top 10 golfers in the world. They are the one of the big names that have been approached. There's been uh, thought that Dust, uh, Bryson DeChambeau had been offered $200 million to make the switch to the Rebel League. And uh, it, it was gaining a lot of traction. Gaining a lot of traction. And, uh, and it's quite funny because Bryson has actually changed his stance. Uh, he's recently just released a statement stating that he is committing to the PGA which is quite funny. This is what he said. While there has been lots of speculation surrounding my support for another tour, I want to make it very clear that as long as the best players in the world are playing the PGA Tour, so will I. As of now, I am focused on getting myself healthy and competing again soon. I appreciate all the support, Bryson DeChambeau, which is quite funny. It's a bit of a sheepish kind of statement from him. He was sitting back knowing that he had a $200 million offer on the table and kind of waiting to see what other players did. I got a feeling from that statement that if other players had followed suit and, and made the switch, he would have been all for it. Um, so, yeah, interesting things coming out of the, out of the golf world, Bears. What, what's your initial thoughts on, um, on this league? Because I know the IPL, they've come in and they've disrupted the cricket world, mm. but it's for the better and for the good. Um, could you see something like the Saudi Arabia, Arabia uh, Rebel League doing something similar, or, or do you reckon it'll dilute the great game of golf? It's a, it's it's a really good point, mate. Because I, I'm pretty progressive when it comes to sport. Like I think a lot of sport, whilst I love the history and the romance of sport, and I think it's such an important part, and that's what grabs me to something like a Test cricket, for instance. Uh, I also understand that people have many choices, right, in this day and age, and yeah. And society makes it it's so busy that it makes it very difficult for people to to really gravitate towards a sport. Um, and so it's important we keep moving forward and we keep offering them 
um, new things which allow them to to still remain in contact with the sport as such as a fan or whether they're playing it or whether they're, whether they're watching it. So I'm not against um, things, you know, 3x3 basketball, for instance. Um, you know, I'm not against things uh, <laughs> which which are progressive and, and develop the sport. It doesn't mean that you have to do away with the other um, aspect of it, but on this occasion it sounds like it's uh, you're either all in or you're all out and there's no kind of extra um, scenario situation there. So... Look, I don't really know. I've followed a little bit of what some of the big players, Rory McIlroy in particular, has come out real hot against mm. it. Um, yeah. So I find that quite quite interesting because he's never really nailed his flag to any mast in, in cricket, even though he's had such a big profile. He's been quite careful and quite cagey about where he sort of sits. But he's come out in real sort of um, defence against um, what they're trying to achieve. So... I don't really know. I think there's probably more to the story to come in time as well, mate. Um, but I'd mm. say you're you're probably more across it. Are you a fan or not? Nah, nah, mate. I love I love the PGA and and you know the history that's behind it. The you know the just the prestige of the PGA and how it's so revered around the world. And I just see Saudi Arabia. Obviously, they've got lots of money and and and. Money is hugely important, and this, you know, the purse is what um, drives these players to go and win these tournaments, and it's an incentive that, you know, sets them up for life, for a lifetime. But it's not all about the money as well, because John Rahm's come out and he's uh, his statement was, "Look, if I played golf for the money, I would have gave up a very, very long time ago. I play golf because I absolutely love the game of golf, and it's not about the money for John Rahm." And he is our best player in the world. He is currently number one in the world. And when you got our number one stating that he doesn't do it for the money, he does does it for the love of golf, and he's committed his allegiance to the PGA, then that's a big, big statement in itself. So for me, um, yeah, I wasn't for it, mate. I was, I was kind of against it. Um, the PGA holds that prestige. It is the PGA for a reason. It's tough to get on the PGA. Money shouldn't be able to buy you a position to play in the best golf tournament in the world and for the PGA you have to you have to win you have to retain your card it is so hard to be a part of the PGA and for me this is just a kind of a sellout an easy way to buy into to a world golf league um, so yeah it'd be interesting I'm looking forward to uh, chatting to our golf expert around 7.40ish because there's so much more to this as well there's so much more Brentley Romney Romine is coming on um, at 740. Uh, he's from the Golf Channel and NBC Sports staff writer in Florida. And he'll have a bit more of an understanding and, and a bit more detail behind the scenes of really how the players are feeling towards us. So I'm looking forward to that one, mate. Do you, do you think, though, like... Um, so I look at I look at pivotal moments in sporting times. And for us um, in New Zealand cricket, the, the development of the Players Association was a really important time because there was money in the game but the money has never been uh, shared around those who deserve aspects of it. And mm. if people are being well looked after in the PGA and they're running the right ship, then there is no need to go elsewhere. But if there's, mm. if maybe it's not been run as well as what everyone wants it to be and maybe the opportunities aren't as plentiful for everyone and the money's not being shared around, then that's when you have a potential anarchy situation, I guess, you know, where where you get uh, people coming up against the establishment. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems on the surface like golf is flying. <laughs> and it mm. just seems like this is a, 
a bit of a distraction it's like someone's coming in like a riding in on your you know your, your white knight on your white horse or whatever it is eh? yeah the same as but you know what i mean it's like someone just coming in oh. and saying well we got all this cash bang here you go a little bit like sir um not sir a little bit like alan stanford did with cricket when he flew in that mm. helicopter and he dropped 20 million quid into lords and said we're going to play this game for 20 million and it turns out well he was a fraud that fella <laughs> but it's sort of like people grabbed it because it was heaps of money at the outset so it's interesting that the, some of the biggest players in the world have said nah we're not interested leave it as it is and you'd think that there would be enough to, to i think i think there's a reason why they're doing that bears because they know pga's got longevity it's going to be around forever let's be honest pga is going to be here it is the hallmark of golfing comps in the world and the thing with the new league a rebel league yes it's good for now and it sounds all gravy but it could be an absolute flop and a lot of these players if it does flop and they've pledged allegiance to the to the rebel league when that flops would jay monaghan and the pga allow them to come back maybe if you're tiger woods and you are the best in the world but if you turn your back to the pga and you go to the rebel league and it flops will they welcome them back and i'll probably say no I think there'd be a bit of an uproar yeah. if they did that. So uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to chat to Brentley Romine very, very shortly about that little situation. We've got a few texts on text line we'll get to shortly. But right now, we're going to cross over to Emma with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, thanks very much, Emma. Uh, a couple of stories uh, that we should keep an eye on, uh, gentlemen, is that, uh, of course, uh, the White Ferns uh, get the fourth of their five ODIs against the Indians underway. Uh, coming up uh, today, 11 o'clock, looking to go four-zip over India. And uh, Gary, uh, I was going to say Gary Steed, Bob Carter, heaps and heaps of questions for him now. He's uh, Everybody seems to be performing. It's all going very well. So lots of selection headaches for him. Looking forward to that one. Uh, also, Novak Djokovic, the world's uh, favourite unvaccinated tennis player, is in action in Dubai. Uh, first time since being sent home from the Australian Open. Uh, he's playing an unranked player in Nicola uh, Massetti and is, uh, as you'd expect, doing pretty well there at the moment. And uh, finally, on this uh, World Golf League, uh, scenario. Uh, there's a lot of questions around players, who's going to be involved, who's interested and who's not interested, but I've got a question for you, Izzy. I mean, at your peak playing for the Crusaders and the ABs, if there was a Rebel Super Rugby League and I turned up and said, hey, is two million bucks a season to run around at fullback for my new franchise, what do you reckon? W- would you have taken it? Uh, just a little bit more detail. Was I towards the end of my career, or was I bam smack in the middle when I was flying the one fullback in the world? Good question. Yeah, I I I reckon <laughs> probably maybe about two years after the uh, twenty eleven World Cup. You know when you <laughs> when you when you when you smashed onto the scene with that opening try of the World Cup against Tonga, and you were the hottest property running around in a black jersey. Um, Israel Dag. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. There's, there's a great question, but for me, no. No, the, the prestige of playing in that jersey, for me, it was just more than money could ever buy. 
Um, so, nah. I, I knew if I had done my time here in the jersey and, and put in the work and put in the effort, I was going to get rewarded in, in the end uh, towards my later... Uh, in the later years of my career. So for me, nah, I just, yeah, the, the jersey that just held so much prestige and, and, and mana for me. And honestly, it, it's, it changed my life forever. So just, I would have made the no. Yeah, okay. I guess, Baz, for you, uh, the gift that keeps on giving, the IPL means you never had to make that decision. Mm. Well, that's right. He could we do both. Worked, eh? worked in. Yeah, but keep in mind that um, when before the IPL happened, there was an ICL, which was a Rebel League. Um, which was unsanctioned, yeah. and some guys actually left international cricket to go to the ICL, um, and then they took a long time to be able to then be allowed back into the IPL, which was a sanctioned league. Um, a lot of guys mm. now leave international cricket slightly early to go to the T20 leagues around the world, not so much now with COVID because of the restrictions and travel, etc. but prior to that, there was many different leagues around. You know, you've got England, South Africa, um, you had Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Pakistan leagues, all of these different leagues, Big Bash, um, so that you've got opportunities to earn money abroad playing in these franchise leagues. The thing I'll say, because I did play in some of those as well, um, it doesn't have the same uh, depth to the game as what international cricket does in terms of what it really means. You try and buy into franchises, and every now and then you get one, which really means it does mean a lot to you. For me, that was like Brisbane Heat. Um, but not you can't have that with all of the franchises, right? Um, but also, what I will say is that international sport is hard, right? Because you've got your whole country watching you and the eyeballs are on you and the pressure's on you and it's all-encompassing. And sometimes people just get to a point in their career where they just can't be bothered with that anymore. And they say, <laughs> bugger it, I still want to play the game, I still want to get paid for it, but I can't be bothered putting up with all the other rubbish. And that's when they go, right, now let's go on these other leagues. And that's the, the beauty of cricket is that you're actually able to do that and and um, and still earn a good living out of it. So, yeah, we're a little bit lucky, I guess. Um, but I don't know. what I find it interesting. And, and whoever sent that text in saying it's a matter of time, someone will break ranks, more opportunities to make it in the game. So many young golfers are dominating. There's 35-year-old veterans will make the move for money. That's from Fuzzy, so so that's an interesting mm. point as well. So, does that answer your question, Ricardo? It does, mate. Thank you very much, Baz. We should uh, we should get away, take a break, and come back and talk some uh, talk that golf eh? and ask some questions from uh, uh, was somebody that knows what they're talking about. That's up next here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We're 17 minutes away from eight. With the news with Emma. With the news with Emma. Todd's texted in. He's asked if Trudy's here. No, Trudy's not here. We've got Emma on the news team now. And, wow, we're slowly get integrating her into our show. But she doesn't like cricket. She doesn't watch rugby. And um, she doesn't watch any <laughs> golf. So we're going to get a bit more of an understanding of what Emma really likes very, very shortly. We what might do you just, like, Emma? You know, yeah, what do, what do you like, Em? All right, she's busy. She's busy oh, I don't something. like golf because anyway, I. Doesn't. Is my mic on? <laughs> yep, yeah. you're on. What do you like? <laughs> I like all sorts of things. I was just telling Ricardo, don't tell them I don't like golf because I just told you guys the other day I don't like cricket. So it's going to sound like I don't like anything. <laughs> uh, well, maybe after eight o'clock, we'll get you on. We'll just get a bit more of an understanding. Whatever likes, okay? All righty. We're going to cross that. We're
we're going to cross over to Brentley Romine. We've got our next guest on the show. We're going to talk a bit of golf because there's lots happening in the golfing world and changes over in Saudi Arabia. Well, is, it, is there changes? It's all fizzled out as of late because top golfers, Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson, have had turned their back on the pre, uh, Saudi Arabia Golf League. And we've got Brentley Romine on the line. He is... Uh, part of the Golf Channel and the NBC Sports Staff writer, and he's kindly found time to join the show. Good morning, Brentley. Good morning, guys. I don't like golf as well. I love golf. so. <laughs> <laughs> I love man. golf too. We both love golf. We're, we're tragic, so we're hackers at the best of time, but we love it. It's a great game that you can never, ever win. You never, ever defeat golf, so uh, we, we, we love it. But, mate, tell us about this league. We've been chatting about it. Has it fizzled out as of late with the top golfers turning their back on um, on Greg Norman and the golf league? Well, yeah, I think Rory McIlroy said it best last night where he said this league is dead in the water. I don't know if it's quite mm. 100% gone away, um, but it certainly is on life support. And it, it's kind of funny to talk about you know, uh, is the league dead? Is it not? Because, I mean, was it ever really alive? I mean, we, we had heard rumors. <laughs> we had heard kind of all these kind of secondhand things. We've heard these big promises. And we've just been waiting to kind of see some sort of substantive details. And we just never got it. And we never really even had a player that came out and definitively said, hey, this is – I'm going to go play here. So, at, at, I mean – was it ever really alive? You could argue that. Um, but I, I think Rory's right. I, I think when you have, I guess, what Jordan Spieth also said, it, the top 20 players now in the world have committed uh, and shown their fealty back to the PGA Tour. Um, that's not a good recipe for any kind of startup league because you can't have a league that's going to rival a league like the PGA Tour without any of the top 20 players in the world. So, not good news for any kind of rival startup league. Not good news for or news for Live Golf Investment and Greg Norman, and I think great news for the PGA Tour and its fans. Brentley, it's uh, it's basically. Do you think that that's it's it's going to stave it off for now? But what about the next generation, the next top twenty players that come through? Do you think they'll be as firm in the defense of the PGA and and the PGA Tour as what this current group are? And are we just buying buying a bit of time until uh, the next sort of um, the next wave of money comes in with with the next great idea? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're always going to have you know as long as there's money, there's always going to be people who think that they you know can make money off of an idea and, and try to replicate what the PGA Tour has done for decades and, and decades, but. What this current generation of, of top players like John Rahm and Rory McIlroy, what they've done is is they've kind of set that standard now because um, all these young players, these kids in college right now, these junior golfers that are that may be in this position down the road, they look up to those guys a lot. And for for Rahm and 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 that group to to basically uh, shrug off generational or multi generational money because it's not like the money. I mean. I, I guess the money could get more, but the the money that apparently the Saudis were throwing out there was was crazy money to begin with, and it just shows. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, I think Neiman said it well last night when he talked about, and I, I know Max Homa has said this too, winning an event like the Genesis Invitational at Riviera, you know, to have all that history, to have Tiger Woods um, hand you the trophy, 
to, to be able to go wire to wire like Charlie Sifford did back in 1969, a, a startup league is, is never going to have that. So you can throw all the money in the world at a new circuit, but you can't replicate something that has kind of grown organically. And the tour is, is using this opportunity to improve its product, um, to kind of work with the players and figure out, hey, like, how can we do a better job? Um, so I think down the line, you know, you may get something that pops up, but this has kind of set that standard. I, I don't see, um, you know, I, I don't see something being able to kind of overtake the tour, um, you know, because of what happened these past couple of years. So, Brindley, this, this is not the first time that, that Greg Norman has tried to create another league within the golfing world. Um, how's, how's Greg, Greg what, what do people think of Greg Norman? What are the golfers, top golfers around the world, the PGA, what do they think of Greg Norman? Because he's an outstanding golfer. We've got to remember, he, you know, won majors, yeah. he's done great things for the golfing world. But has this put a dent on his, on his career? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough for me to speak to what the players actually think uh, because mm. you know, no no one no player has has told me specifically what they think of of Greg Norman. But you know, kind of looking at it from my point of view, it it, it doesn't seem like he is doing himself many favors. You know, I, I think maybe yeah. in his mind, um, he believes that he is doing a good thing. He's growing the game, um, but it, it's it's pretty clear that that. That at least the best players in the world are not, you know, not behind, you know, what, what he's mm. doing with, with this live golf uh, investments in this proposed Saudi league, because they're not jumping over there. You know, they're, they're not getting, getting behind him in that. And, and that as long as he continues to kind of hitch himself to this wagon, I, I don't, I don't think his image is, is going to get better. I mean, I think it could, could only get, you know, worse as we've seen with some other players who have kind of hitched themselves to, uh, to this Saudi league. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough for me to really say, but I, I can mm. probably guarantee that no one is, is super, uh, enthused and, and thrilled about kind of where Norman has gone these past few years. Wow. It's fascinating. I've been very, very inter invested in what's going on around the golfing, uh, family as of late and it's an interesting story to follow but we really appreciate your time Brentley Romine from the Golf Channel and NBC Sports Staff Writer in Florida we appreciate your time on the show thank you so so much awesome thanks guys for having me on have a good morning there he is Brentley Romine talking about the golf it's probably fizzled out Bears you know it's interesting well you know it's interesting mate I know we'll get off, we've got to get off the break but I'm just thinking there when he was talking and, and talking about how the history and guys going wire to wire and, and you know, like Tiger Woods presenting Jack and all that. Like, that stuff is awesome, right? But Test Cricket mm. had, has all that stuff as well. But the balance of power in, in cricket has gone from the English running the game to now India running the game, right? So it's a different... It's, it's had a major shift in what's important. And India's not mm. so big on the history of Test Cricket. They're more about the new sort of taking the product to a new market and growing the game and making it more um, global and, and more monetized, you know, and that's that's them in charge. I guess with golf, America runs golf, right? America and, mm. and the English, and they're both full of history around golf. Until that changes to maybe go towards more, maybe to more of the, I'm not sure, like maybe the Asian countries or, or the... Um, or maybe towards Saudi Arabia, etc. 
then then you're always going to have that tradition. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm not sure if I'm explaining myself very well there, but it's just a, it depends on who's in charge will determine mm. what happens with the sport. And at the moment in sport, in golf, the English and the Americans very much run that sport still. So, yeah, yeah no, we appreciate I, I know exactly what you mean, mate. Well, well, we'll definitely touch back up on that very, very shortly because I've got a few questions and there's a new, the, the format that they've proposed as well. So we'll touch on that very, very shortly. We'll be back very soon. Warehouse, home to go healthy vitamins at the best prices. Now starting from just $9.99. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up 8 o'clock in the morning, we'll get over to Emma with the news very soon. But this whole golf thing uh, really interests me because to me it feels like it's very similar to where cricket currently sits, but it has been deafened somewhat in the cricketing landscape because the, the T20 tournaments are working alongside the current structure of international cricket. Let me share a quick story with you. I went to, I was in, I was asked to come and um, speak at Lords a couple of years ago in the long room at Lords to all the members of the MCC, and it was about the future of Test cricket. I think they were expecting me to stand up there and say, "This is how we do Test cricket moving forward. It's going to be around for blah blah blah." Anyway, I went up there and I said, I love Test Cricket. I was lucky enough to play 100 Test matches. Absolutely loved it. It's the most purest form of the game. It's the thing that's closest to my heart. And I love Test Cricket. I said, but I tell you what, enjoy it now while it lasts because it's dying. And the guy stood up and he said, it's dying. It's been around for 100 years. It'll be around for 100 more. And I said, good on you, mate. You won't be. But, uh, I said, there's no chance it is because, you know what, you go along to any cricket game now around the around the place and people are not interested in playing the long form of the game. We love it. We're world test champions at the moment and I absolutely love it as well. But society doesn't want to spend five days watching a game of cricket as they move forward. The kids don't want to spend five days watching a game of cricket. They want to play T20 cricket. They want to play the game. And if that's all that we can get out of them, then I'll take that any day of the week. Right, we're off to track down some cafe coffees here. We're going to get over to Emma with the news for Kubota. Kubota and us. We're together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Find 20% off the Brute range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $4.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SVNZ. You're listening to Baz and Lizzie for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday the 22nd of Feb. It's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Lizzie for breakfast. We're in our final hour and uh, we had a great last hour actually. We're talking to Brentley Romine about the golf, golfing world and, and what's happening over there with the Rebel League in Saudi Arabia. Um, trying to make a bit of traction, gain a bit of traction, but it seems to have fizzled out. My only question is, oh, we've heard from the top 20 players. The top 20 players, they are hugely influential in, in the golf, uh, in the golfing situation around the world. Um, but we haven't heard from the players from about, I don't know, 30 to 60. You know, the players that just aren't quite in the top 20, we don't really hear much. I want to hear what they're saying. Maybe they've been approached to head over to this golfing uh, league over in Saudi Arabia. And still, would it be able to function without the top 20 players and uh, the underlying players. I know that's happening within the rugby ranks, Bears, with uh, the Japanese league. A lot of our younger players feel like they're on the cusp of breaking into the All Blacks and Super Rugby sides, but not quite there, and they get swooped up and headed over to uh, Japan to forge their careers and make a bit of money. And uh, I don't blame them as well. So maybe that could happen in the golf uh, PGA, just losing maybe that 
second or third tier of players in the PGA Tour. Anyway, coming up on the show later, we're going to talk to um, Katrina and Simon Alexander. They trained the freakish three-year-old Philly Lake Creek, who went Wooshka in the Avondale Guineas and will head to the Derby, favoured to destroy them. She's had seven starts for five wins, so looking forward to chatting to Simon and Katrina Alexander. We've got a few good texts regarding the golf. We're going to get to those later on in the hour, because right now it's time to talk some rugby, and Super Rugby is what we want to talk as Moana Pacifica, well, have been dealt a huge blow heading into the Super Rugby uh, competition, Pacific competition. Um, it's been a tough old uh, grind for them over the last couple of weeks. Uh, heading down to Queenstown and then finding that they've got a few a few COVID cases in the environment. Uh, the team has had to isolate. They had to forfeit last week's game against the Blues. And then this week has been pushed out two days to allow them time to uh, prepare for this Sunday's match against the Chiefs, the high-flying Chiefs. So it doesn't get any easier. Uh, Aaron Major, it's been a tough start for him and the team. They've got to Wednesday to prepare and show that they are physically fit to perform on Sunday. So it's a tough ask for our Moana Pacifica team and a proud Pacific Islander from Tonga as well. I hope his family over in Tonga are doing okay. Is Peter Alatini and he is kindly joined us on the show this morning to share some little insights from the outside looking in and how Moana Pacifica are going at the moment. Morning, Peter. How are you, brother? Morning, Izzy, mate. All good, brother. All good. Great to have you on the show, my mate. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, you know, the life of a of a life after rugby player, mate, just my hard and, and making sure that the kids kids are all uh, uh well fed and, and getting through their their lives. But uh no, just just um doing the usual mate and, and just uh enjoying enjoying life as it goes, bro. Man, awesome, awesome. We're good. We're joined by Baz McCullum, bro. He's uh, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to, to flick your question, mate. Um quickly, just how, how excited, like obviously before the, the campaign and what's happened of late with Moana Pacifica, but for you as a proud Pacific Islander, mate, how proud and excited were you for this opportunity that the Pacific Island players have got to showcase on the big stage within Super Rugby? You must be pretty excited, bud. Yeah, mate, look, it's, it's been a long time uh, in the waiting ranks for, for the boys. Um, I think being involved mm. with Tonga, in 2018 and, and off to the World Cup in 2019, I suppose that really ignited, um, you know, the want to have a team. It was kind of time that we had a Pacifica team uh, amongst Super Rugby. Mm. Um, and, and to finally see it come to fruition. And, and I was talking last night um, with Sir BG um, on the show, just, just how, um, you, know, you know, he said 25, 26 years he'd been waiting for something like this to happen. But unfortunately, as mm. we wait, we're still waiting to go through more challenges, <laughs> um, waiting for their first game. So I really do feel for the team, but I know there'll be still, um, I think the excitement is still there and, and hoping that they all get through um, to, to play in this game on Sunday. Mm. Hey, Peter, it's Baz here, mate. Hey, um, you, you've made a, a lot of footy over your career. How much would it have meant to you to have had an opportunity to play for you know, a team which really represents the Pacific Islands during your time. Honestly, Bez, look, I, I, um, I was keen. I went to Japan for a couple of years, and, and after I kind of finished up my contract with Suntory, there was an opportunity to come back. Um, and having, a, if there was a Pacifica team, I would have been chomping the bits to be part of it. But um, 
Um, it's exciting. It's it's another pathway for our kids, um, for a young generation coming through. Um, you know, if, if I'm working from the bottom up, but just so exciting. And and, and what better to be amongst the, the Super Rugby teams out to to really uh, play against and, and really test yourself as as a player, kind of um, in amongst the best uh, in a tough competition. But I, I find the best learnings amongst that environment and. And it's just so awesome that these guys get an opportunity to do so going forward. Mm. You do quite a bit of work within the community in that as well. Do you think having um, a team such as Moana Pacifica gives a real sort of shop window, something that is real sort of, it's more tangible for Pacific Island people to really look at and say, right, that's where I want to get to. I know I can get there. These guys are, are out there doing it for us. And it sort of just allows a little bit more sort of, uh, it makes it real. Do you think that's yeah? Oh, that's to, more. Totally. Yeah. There's, look, it's 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 been a long. Like I said, it's been a long time coming. And, and the beauty around it, and, and I suppose what we've got to be sharper at is, um, and, and also Moana Pacific is, how do we build it from the bottom up? So what what is next in the ranks? How do we get our kids to understand that this is a genuine pathway? Because we, because um, what we need to do, I suppose, is really work hard. And, and how do we um, build development paths? For, for the kids and seeing that that, that Moana Pacifica and actually playing and, and having an opportunity to play for either Tonga Samoa, Fiji, Rarotonga, you know, whatever teams that are available internationally um, is, is viable and, and, and be meaningful for them. And, and, and Moana Pacifica puts that for us. But I think that there's a real good challenge amongst the rest is to see how we can, in the community, how do we build this pathway properly for our kids coming through? Because... Um, I, I see in the school space and, and, and all, and even in the club space, there's, there's so much, uh, so many Pacifica talent. And unfortunately, once you know, if some of them, if, if the pathway is, is, is not through New Zealand and they don't see that, then they just fall off the game, which is a real shame. And there's, there's a, and there's a whole heap of talent pool that, that has gone away from the game just because they didn't see anything else. So I'm hoping that that's, that's what Moana Pacifica can do for our community going forward. Hey mate, what what can we do as as a community, as a public, um, you know, what can we do to to ensure that Moana Pacifica, not only just Moana Pacifica, Fiji and Drua, have the best opportunity to succeed in this competition? Because, in all honesty, it's going to be a tough ask. They are playing the some of the best players in the world, and they've their backs against the wall, and it's a tough ask for Moana Pacifica already with the delays to the Super Rugby competition. But what can we do, or or New Zealand Rugby do? To ensure that they, this is a successful um, campaign for these new teams. Look, I think the, the biggest thing at the moment is, I suppose it, it always comes down to resources, uh, you know, and that's that's mm. been always the battle for for Pacifica. And, and the, the quicker I suppose Pacifica and New Zealand rugby will do their best, but the truth is, we need we need someone to really inject uh, some some resources, and when I say resources, and money into the franchise to, to, to kind of be a standalone, and then. There's, a, there's mm. a big part, and in, in how can we include, and this is Drew as well, uh, and Aussie have done it well with being involved in the NPC. Is there a pathway for kids outside um, coming up schoolways um, in the 20s comp that's coming up, that, that they've been playing um, with the franchises? Is there an opportunity there to, to have a Moana Pacifica 20s? Um, is there uh, another pathway coming from provincial that, that the Moana Pacifica um, kind of kids that, that are keen to play there even if it's heartland but they're getting exposure to, to, to good hard rugby um, and prepping them into um, into these pathways going forward and I think that's probably the best way we can do it and, and, and then I, I, 
the other side is, you know, our home unions in terms of our Pacifica unions being able to, you know, I think Fiji sets the standard, but Samoa Tonga mm. um, and the rest of, of our Pacifica nations, how can we um, really uh, hone in, in, into our capabilities and governance and all these nations to keep supporting um, these pathways going forth? But I think that's where the big big areas that we can really up in is, is creating these other things so we get some sustainability um, for the Moana Pacifica. Because we know we've got to have good patience with our, uh, mm. our flagship team. I mean, it took Hagawaris a long time before they became a power force, and they were yeah. all Argentinian internationals, you know. So so the ask yeah. is hard, but I think the challenge is, is there. But how do, how do we can kind of sustain it with, with some injections, but also some governance and some pathways in, in below going uh, around our kids? Yeah, you could, I don't think we could have too high expectations on, on them to come out <laughs> and, and win the competition. It's going to be a long, long process. Hey, I've, mm. I've loved the. I've been I've been following them on the social media and the kind of unity within the mm. environment. You've got Maoris, you've got you know uh, Fiji and uh, uh, Samoans, and then you've got the Tongans all coming together and, and creating a lot of unity. And it looks great, you know. And they look like they've got a pretty good environment at the moment. You spoke about the unions. Is there unity within the unions, like with within the Samoans uh, rugby union, the Tongan rugby union? Are they are they still are they connected and? And one in this whole um, thing, because without them showing unity, then they can't really move forward. I feel. Oh, totally. I think there's been there's definitely there's still work to be done, and and kind of I think once mm. they kick off and, and get going, I think at the beginning it's been tough to really connect as such. But I know that there's been good chats between the CEs and and also the coaches between uh, KFs and and Lala and, and any other involvement around players going forth, just to. To make sure there's a good balance across, so and I think that the more um, once the conflict's going and the boys are on, I think those discussions will become uh, more consistent and, and going forward. And and, um, and then that's that's the biggest one, aligning the unions. I think coaches are one thing is just making sure the unions are on the same um, alignment, so, so that that both do get the best out of it going forward, especially into the international windows. And knowing that World Cup is next year. Um, you know, that there'd be some, some big work to be done in there. Mm. What about you, mate? What, um, what's your sort of involvement in footy these days? And I know you're a, you're a big family man. You've got, your whanau's certainly grown as well, and uh, they're probably all off doing their own things too. But what, what's, <laughs> yeah. uh, what are you up to these days? <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I finished up the Pakuranga uh, last year, beginning of last year, after eight years as director of rugby and coaching, and pretty much just turned to the biggest part of that was just a new challenge, um, freshen up outside of footy. But my young fella's, uh, uh, the youngest one is in his last couple of years of school. So he's, he was year 12 last year and year 13. And I wanted to follow his footy um, with Kings. And he's, he's at first 15. So it was, it was nice to really just not be committed to anything and concentrate on just supporting um, him through his, 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 his final years. So that's been the big part. And then I've got a role at the Cause Collective, which is a social change organisation working in community. Um, and, and, and kind of uh, that's been a real cool uh, change from, from rugby, but heaps of transferable stuff kind of going back into working with our Pacifica Māori people in South Auckland. So, um, so that's, that's, that's been keeping me fresh, but uh, it's been nice to just be on the outside of the, the cusp and, and, um, and just kind of supporting the young fellow as he goes through his last year at school. Has he got a little bit of the old man's, you know, speed, a little bit of the yeah. acceleration off the mark as well? <laughs> he's got, he's got definitely better speed and, and better footwork than the old man. So, 
So that's good. Um, oh, that's, that's no, good. have a better so, voice so. than the old man, eh? We have a better voice than the <laughs> old man. He's got better dance moves as well, is he? <laughs> 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 He's got better everything, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we just—that's all we do, mate. We only—we only keep—we only keep us of it, brother. They—they they tend to take it to a different level, so I'm happy with that. Oh, <laughs> oh these kids, yeah. man, they are lucky they are. I tell you, bro. My big, big greatest memory of you, mate, was the game of the century. Game of the century, 2000. <laughs> Wallabies v abs. When we flew out and you scored that try, I think it was Marshy. Did he throw that ball over his head to you? There was uh, Jonah. Marshy still gives me heaps about it because he says it was his try. Oh, yeah, but it went Jonah threw it over, and Marshy was yeah, threw it yeah, over, and it went it. over his head. <laughs> but I keep telling Marshy, you never made the line, mate. Jim Jim Williams would have caught you, bro. So, so it's better it came to me, and he still gives me stick about it. But uh, yeah, it was awesome, mate. Look, those memories of that will last forever, and, and playing that, and just so fortunate to be part of part of that group at the time. Yeah, Marshy was in top flight, and there's one gear that he's got, eh? <laughs> top he seven. was already in top gear, mate. You needed another extra yeah. gear to get to the skyline. He knows that full well, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, those smart half-facts, eh? Hey, they make up with, with their anticipation, but really, they've only got one gear. Reminds me of Andy Ellis. Anyway, brother, we'll, <laughs> we'll let you go. We'll let you go. We really appreciate your time on the show. Peter Latini, absolute champion. Uh, in the Pacific yeah, community. Lo- we love what you're doing for the Pacific community as well, bro, so um, keep it up. Thank you so much, boys, and I uh, love chatting to you. Thanks. There he is. Pita Alatini, absolute champion. Wow. Yeah, good banter at the end, mate. Uh, I wonder if you remember that? You remember that game of the game of century? When yeah, I remember it that. Over Marshy's yeah. head. Yeah, Marshy would have got chopped down oh, right before mate, the I used to... And, I used to love watching Peter Alatini play because obviously he was um, towards the, my end of school years. I was down and yeah. obviously grew up in Dunedin, so I'm a massive Highlanders fan. And he was playing down there at that time. Um, and it was when he was really ripping it up too. So I used to love watching him play. And um, yeah, I used to, because in Dunedin yeah. you'd run into feet, people eh? all the time, you know, small town. Oh, he's, Bro, just that boom, step, eh? one like, little right foot of, step. But he never changed pace, eh? Like, he just kept the same ah. pace. It was fast and just happened to be able to shift directions. It was like, ah, oh, it was awesome. Anyway, that was Peter Alatini. It's awesome that he's done it. He's coming in. Oh, I, was, I was just going to say, uh, it's, it's funny you talk about the halfbacks there. is Because, uh, yeah, Marshy, he, the one gear with the legs, but about five <laughs> gears with the mouth. Is that that's just a oh, halfback yeah. thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what is it? What is it? We'll touch on that very shortly. What is it about halfbacks and their big wahas, mate? Honestly, they just can't stop <laughs> yapping. Like the worst of the worst, Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith. Maybe we'll talk about that big mouse. Now we're going to catch up with Paulie Mighty very shortly. We'll be back. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. 25 minutes past eight here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to cruise over to Paulie Mawati for our TAB live update. Of course, TAB bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Good morning, Paulie Mawati. Morning, Baz. Morning, Iz. Morning, Paulie. Great to see you at work, brother. Paulie. Oh, yeah, welcome. Welcome to the working week. Uh, Oh, no, you worked (laughs) yesterday too. Geez, you'll be tired. (laughs) You're tired. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a spell. I'll have me coffee. What do you got for us today? 
<laughs> well, I heard you talking to Ricky Herbert uh, earlier this morning, and um, he was talking about, or obviously he was talking about uh, the White Ferns, uh, but also a wee bit about the A-League, and we've got an A-League match on tonight. The uh, Melbourne City up against the Central Coast Mariners. Uh, we've got a bonus back promotion on that A-League match. Uh, basically, just place a pre-match head-to-head bet on either team, uh, and if the game ends in a draw, we'll refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. Don't forget, just visit the TAB website or the app, head to the Punters Lounge and check out all the T's and C's. Uh, but I've had a little bit of a look at this game, and uh, not surprisingly, uh, Melbourne City are very, very warm favourites. They're $1.45 head-to-head. Central Coast Mariners are five fifty. The draw at four thirty three. A City have won three of their last four matches in the A-League, and they've won their last three straight against the Central Coast Mariners. So Melbourne City at dollar forty five does look uh, very, very tempting. And I can tell you that ninety five percent of the turnover in that head to head market is on Melbourne City so far. So punters definitely thinking Melbourne City can do the job. And with a striker like Jamie McLaren, he's had nine goals this season, and he also scored in the last meeting between these two sides back in January, uh, you'd think that that'd be a very good chance. So uh, if you want to qualify for that bonus back promotion, uh, have a go on that head-to-head market. And the money is saying Melbourne City are the go here at $1.45. Nice. Hey, um, and the nominations open this afternoon for the El Chipo Cars Wait for Age Group 1 Classic and also the Matter Matter meeting as well. Some pretty nice racing going around on the weekend. Have you had any sort of money come in yet or uh, that's that's yet to, yet to flow in? Yeah, nothing of note, to be fair, Baz. Um, I, I think we'll see. We usually see um, some significant action uh, on the Thursday uh, before before the Saturday meeting. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just having a look down the page here. Where are we? No, no, not a lot. Not hey, a lot. There's uh, hey, a Pukakoe meet. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, just uh, about in there. But last week when you were on holiday, we had Pip Morris on, and we did a showdown bet. We, we did a showdown bet last week, and uh, unfortunately, R- Ricardo's first leg was abandoned. Um, in New Plymouth. So does that mean that our showdown bets we get double this week? <laughs> what, so what sort of bet was it? Was it a multi-bet? It was a multi, yeah, our showdown multi-bet. Yeah, we went... Right, so... I obviously, went, I went the perfect pink. I went perfect pink. But it doesn't matter. Like, it was yeah. already... Our, it was void before it even got started. So we voided and so perfect pink and then Bobby no, no, Lass no, no, and then no, no, Pip. No, no. It, doesn't, it, doesn't, it, it oh. doesn't quite work like that, is Oh, ah, okay. Okay. Sorry, I just thought it would have yeah. been voided straight away when it, when it got cancelled. That's what I was trying to mean. Uh, no, the, the rest of the multi... Good clarity. Good clarity. Yeah. The rest of the multi remains live. So if the rest of the legs of the multi had got up, you would have been paid out on those ones. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad oh, that we cleared that up. Pinky does it again, eh? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Pinky. <laughs> um, hey, uh, what about the... I know we're going to get to the news shortly, but what about the... Um, we're talking racing, and Emma loves racing, so she'll be listening in. What about the Derby market? How's that, uh, how's that looking? 
Oh, right. Yeah, well, there's been a wee bit of a change here after the the, the results of the weekend. Uh, that star filly, La Creek, is now uh, an out-and-out derby favourite in the futures market at $2.60. Uh, Pinarello, who also uh, won at Ellerslie on Saturday, uh, has come into $5.50 on the second line of betting. Uh, Tutukaka at $8.00. The perfect pink is is nine dollars now alongside white noise. Was Ooh, nine. Good money. Yeah. Good money. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a worst run from white noise uh, <laughs> on the weekend either. But uh, and then further down, uh, we're into double figures now. Marchand and Field of Gold at eleven and thirteen respectively. Uh, so, but yeah, that was a super impressive run by La Creek. Uh, in the uh, well, Avondale yeah. Guineas on Saturday, and she looks very, very good. Yeah, and we've got Simon and Katrina Alexander who trained La Creek coming on in about 10 minutes' time as well. Thank you very much for your update, Paulie Mawatsi. We appreciate it, mate. You have a ripping day. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, eh? Yeah, yeah. cheers, boys. And a big shout-out to the staff at the Pine Acres Pub uh, in Christchurch. They looked after us very, very well uh, last week. We oh. had a great time there. Beautiful. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. The Pine Acres Pub. Oh, we look forward to Izzy and myself getting a free pint team. We're sprucing <laughs> it on our show as well. Beautiful. <laughs> right, TAB promotions in player hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. It is now time for us to go off to the news with our racing enthusiast, Emma. We'll look forward to chatting to her after her news segment as well. News with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Eight thirty-four in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thank you for the news, there, Emma. And now we're going to find out what Emma likes. She doesn't like cricket. She doesn't really like rugby. Racing is debatable. What What do you mm. like, Em? Hate <laughs> golf. I heard just before. Apparently, I'm a racing Eight enthusiast. Skull. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, I was, well, I thought it must be. You can't. You can't not like all the sports Something. that we like. Surely, you must like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like going to the races, but that's for other purposes, not to watch the racing, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just having a look on your Instagram here as well, and it looks like you you don't do much work outside of that, do you? There's lots of partying. <laughs> <laughs> don't expose me like that. No, I do. <laughs> I've grown up playing basically every sport under the sun. I'm pretty, I'm pretty all-rounded, not specifically with one sport, but... Um, my this will come as a shock, but my biggest sport is probably lacrosse. I lacrosse. Yeah, so I've wow. played lacrosse since high school. I only play club now. I don't do reps anymore because it's too much with work. But no, lacrosse is my biggest sport. <laughs> wow. So what sort of lacrosse, um, like uh, you know, sort of competitions have you got? Have we got in New Zealand? Is it quite big? Uh, it's definitely getting bigger. It's not it's not massive, but it's gotten so much bigger since I first started it. I think that was, what, seven years ago now? Um, and so it's massive in Auckland and Waikato, and it's getting bigger in Wellington. And when I was down in Christchurch for university, I started up a wee Canterbury team, and we came up for the Women's Nationals. And, yeah, that was a, a big thing, seeing as they'd never had a South Island team before. But no, it's it's definitely getting bigger. So we've got reps for it. We've got club seasons. It's massive in high school. 
Uh, it's getting bigger with the boys, but it's still not so big there. The women definitely overrun the boys, but no, yeah, it's it's definitely getting bigger. Mm, it's huge sport in America. I've seen it on ESPN. They play it quite quite a lot over in America. How are you finding doing the news? Tell us about your new role. You, you enjoying it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm still temporary. You know, you might not see me yeah. next week or hear me next week. Oh. But no, it's it's a bit of fun, especially because so, so I the come. The thing is, yeah, we give a bit of banter. We give a bit of banter when you come out and you start your news. Just give us something back because we throw a little, you know, a bit of burly in the water, <laughs> and then you come out and you don't give us anything. And we're like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm still new to it all, so I'm like, what can and can't I do? You know, I, I'm definitely... You can banter? When you give me banter, I'm show. definitely laughing before I turn my mic on. Don't you worry. All right. Well, just give us a little giggle instead oh, of, hi, this is Emma with the news. <laughs> 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 Got to put a straight face on. Got to be professional, remember? All right. Uh, well, someone has to be around right. here because we certainly are. Right. Right. We've got our show. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's time for us to keep cracking along. But thank you very much, Em. Nice to hear your voice and nice to be have you a part of the show. Uh, 8.37 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to be back on the other side. We've got the trainers of La Creek. Well, not just La Creek. We've got also another couple of ripping horses, including Totoki, who ran in the Avondale Guineas the mm. other day, in which La Creek ran up a storm. So that's Simon and Katrina Alexander on the other side. 8.42 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're just about to get to Simon and Katrina Alexander. Before that, we will just read out this text from Patty. Hey, boys, can you give 10-minute slot to Emma and actually discuss lacrosse properly? We'd love to know more about it. There you go, Em. You're part of the team. There we go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's time to talk some racing now. And if there's any doubts about Lake Creek for the next month's derby, the three-year-old has put them all to bed after she did this on Saturday. coming around the turn. Field of Gold a little on one rein as he turned for home but he had a lap full of horse. Led by two. Lark Creek comes out of the trail to challenge. Deeper out Marshan. Backmark is not in it. The perfect pink is closing. Lark Creek burst to the front. Oh the filly looks set for victory. Look at her put a space on them. Lark Creek and the Avondale Giddies fall clear. RJ's flight Marshan and white noise but she is a superstar. Lark Creek a demolition job in the Avondale Avondale Guineas beating a photo. <laughs> Boom. In a stack group two field, Craig Grill cemented Lark Creek as a superstar. Sweeping the 2100 metres. Trainers Simon and Katrina Alexander have put all the work into her and they join us on the line now. You guys must be so proud. Very good morning. Morning, guys. Morning. Morning, Beth. Busy. Lovely, lovely to talk to you guys. Oh. And uh, Izzy's here as well, so it's great to get you yep. on the show. What um what a superstar she seems to be, eh, Lark Creek? Well, it's developing that way, isn't it? And um, I think she's improving. And um, it's pretty exciting times. Yeah, it sure is. It's uh, I guess it's one of those fillies that you just um, you kind of dream about, eh? We actually had a um, Gerard Waitley, who's a, a huge racing man over in Australia. He put out um put out his top five horses um, in Australasia at the moment, and he had, he's he got La Creek in those five horses alongside Home Affairs, very elegant thinking over a nature strip. So certainly getting the tongues <laughs> wagging on both sides of, of the Tasman. What is it about her that's so special? Oh, I don't know. It's funny when you bring these horses through from scratch and you just develop them and work them out and you 
you know, you get to this point and it's just the same horse to you, but then you get that feedback from other people and, and you know, it's, 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 it's so, yeah, really does the same thing, but you know, you get the pretty something to So, yeah, she's just such an easy horse to have around. She's um, just mechanically a, a great moving horse um, and just all the Great to have you on the show here. It's um, it's Izzy talking right now. I just want to ask you about La Creek. When did you start believing, okay, this horse is pretty special. She's only had seven races for five wins, so pretty outstanding career in such an early stages. When did you start believing, okay, this could this thing this thing could go pretty well, and then heading to the Derby, and maybe what does the future look like? Can you lead us into something for the future? Um, well, before she had her first trial. Katrina thought she was pretty special. So way way back then, mm. um, and obviously you think you've got a good a, a good filly, and then you develop them through and and educate them, and you know they've got to keep stepping up, don't they, all the way through. So, um, but and really to give credit, you know, right that when we had a break come in, um, usually break her out our own in, but she hadn't had a fail step or anything, so this sort of thing out to be done, and even the breakers said this this filly's amazing kind of thing, and. Um, so she's just always been, you know, um, never, you know, she's not a big, magnificent animal or a stunning type or anything like that. It's, um, just to do things and the And, uh, yes, and she just seems to thrive on being in work, um, which is the, you know, a good thing in, in a lot of ways. Um, even as a two-year-old, she was sort of a, yeah, really off at the time, you can get been in quite a long time, but the longer she was in, the better she went, and, and, um, and that sort of continued, it continued quite a bit, which she genuinely loved doing what she's doing. Oh, that's awesome. It's just a little bit hard to hear you, Katrina, but we we pretty much oh, got sorry. most of that. But, um, hey, what about, uh, so you guys, you're, you're obviously, um, you've come back into the training ranks after a little bit of time out as well. Are you enjoying being back training and obviously the success of horses like La Creek and even Satoki and, and some of the other horses you've, you've got as well. Is it nice to be back training? Yeah, it is now. <laughs> when you've got, when you've got the <laughs> caliber of, of horse around, oh, it's, you know, it's always hard to get going in this business and you've got to start from scratch again, so that really into our third season. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, when we first came back, we really had to go out and source our own yelling, um, back ourselves there and by the types you like and um, when you're doing, when you're working with horses that you like, um, the job's a little easier. So, yeah, it's been quite exciting actually seeing a lot of them um, develop along the way. There was a famous cricketer that, that supported us early, but, but that was short-lived. So. Can you elaborate on that? I don't know the story, so can you tell us, tell the, tell the New Zealand public, please? Uh, oh, no, so, no, that did happen with horses, uh, you know, swings around about. So, um, oh, we'll have to get... <laughs> we'll have to get one back out to you then, eh? Right. Yeah, I'm sure he was on national radio. I'm sure Bears wants to be La Creek now. Can he, can Bears come be with La Creek now? No, 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 lofty heights again of not just maybe the derby here in New Zealand but also over maybe over in Australia and, and take on some of their best? 
Yeah, that look that is the plan um, going forward. So she'll finish this three-year-old campaign here, and then we'll um, we'll give her a breather and sit down and map out um, what the best approach is for her. Yeah. Over there and uh, Bears had a dream. Bears had a dream, and I, I after yeah, I seeing her run in the in the guineas, in the guineas, he he dreamed that the creek was racing in the Cox Plate. He reckons that's yeah. a special horse that could go over there and push the best in the Cox Plate. Is that something that excites you? Absolutely, and look, I I, I think she's got. A few links on the horses here that, that she's racing against, yeah. and obviously Pinarello's the horse yeah. that we haven't. Um, yeah. But like, if you watch her in the running, like in the Guineas the other day, she's just always in the jockey's hand. She's always sitting there, ready to go. You know. Um, you know, I think perhaps even a better class or, or, or a little bit stronger tempo would suit her. Um, so that's that's a decision we've got to make coming out of the Derby. Is is when do we? Test the waters. What races do we do it in? You know, is she a cock slate or a four-year-old or a five-year-old? Or, you know, it's all those little questions. But she's got stamina. She's got an electric turn of foot. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, she might be a cock slate horse. You know. Oh, see, I had a dream, and it could. Imagine if yeah. that comes through. Hey guys! Over the perfect pink, but the pinky's gone. I'm the creek all day. Oh, no, oh, no, right. no, the pink, no, the pink no, was stink. No, no, no. <laughs> Cost me a no, fortune. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't know how hey, they had guys, the, um, in the derby like they did it though. I don't know how she was at four dollars and their horse was eights and sevens. I, I just don't, didn't get it. But anyway, we don't run Not the TAB, do we? So. Oh, I wish I got on that. Two dollars sixty now. Two dollars sixty, and you're you're an absolute yeah. fill up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we'll let you guys go in just a second. Okay. Um, before that, we know that uh, the, you're doing uh, doing the rounds with all the yearling um, parades and everything. And Caracas just a, a week and a half away. Um, you'll be unloading up at Caracas and and looking to to really strengthen up the team as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, look, look, we we're really a trading stable and, and want to race good horses. So we, we we don't need forty in work or fifty. We don't need the numbers. Um, so we try and buy what we like. And you know, if we can't buy them, we don't just you know go on to the next one and buy buy anything. So we try and buy horses that we like and that get owners in and and um, and you know can can. Obviously, have the ability and either trade them or, or up to black type level. So that's that's where we're at. So yes, we will be buying horses, and I'd suggest if we win the Derby, we might be, you know, hopefully we can get John and Jan to buy buy a couple of nice fillies. So, um, yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, I look forward to buying you a beer and Matter Matter anyway. But all the best, guys. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> with finding uh, well having Lark Creek and the run that you're on again. And it's great to see his back training. And um, yeah, we're we're delighted that you came on our show, so thanks heaps, guys. Good yeah, on you. Thank you. See ya. Thank you, team. Simon and Katrina Alexander, good good sorts, hard cases, and yeah, give me a little bit of stick as well. I'll tell you that story <laughs> one day. I just, All right. Yeah, I just run out of money. I'll call mate. you after the show. Money. Anyway, 8.52 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back on the other side where we'll talk to the doyen, the voice of sport for all of New Zealand. It will be our temper sleep on it with Smitty. We'll be back very soon.